Welcome back to Talking Baseball. We had another great weekend of series wins, losses, fights, and homers. Let's do it. Let's do it. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Talking Baseball. My name is Jimmy. Sitting next to me is Jake. Behind the plate, we got BBD. We are coming to you live from the Roosevelt Studios here in the Bronx. That's R-S-V-L-T-S dot com slash John Boy. Another good weekend of baseball. There are some Corona things still going on, uh, so I... I was going to say it feels normal, it feels good, but for some teams it does not. It still sucks, and I understand that. But for the majority, baseball's happening. It's rolling, yeah. it's rocking, and there's some good storylines, there's some good fights, there's some good wins, and just some good baseball being played. So I'm excited to chat about it. How are you, Jake? How are you? I'm good. You're right, Jim. It, it has seemed normal for us. If you're a Cardinals fan, you're probably having a bad time right now. And, you know, Cardinals fans are some of the best in baseball, so that sucks. Um, they were hoping to get that cleared up this weekend. They are still out. Uh, knock on wood, they get better. I think, you know, juxtaposing that, we just got news Big Ten canceled their football season. First Power Five conference. So, again, this is a very real thing and super tough to navigate. So, uh, you know, we all want to rip into MLB and Bobby Manfred at every chance we have. They also deserve a little credit that this thing is still somehow rolling and it's not a bubble and they're still doing it. And um, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, man. What? Um, How are you, Jim? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I'm, Do, a, I'm, uh, I'm waiting for the weather to get not hot anymore. Yeah, we had kind of a sneaky nice week last week. The weather was down a little bit, and then today was hot. I had perfect JV and high school soccer hair this morning, and I was excited to bring it to the office. Got too sweaty. It's already done. It looks nice. Um, it's still it's something. It's here. Do we want to do some housekeeping slash hype what's coming up this week for Talking Baseball, the 5 for 5? We got a 5 for 5 week coming up. We got a series recap today on Monday. Bang. Tomorrow on Tuesday, we have an interview, and I think it's just 30 minutes or so, but we have an interview with Rob and Matthew Lowe. Rob Lowe, uh, the movie star, Parks and Rec, Chris Traeger. Austin Powers. Austin Powers, Wayne's World. Wayne's World. Biggest... Celebrity ever to come on Talking Baseball. Yes. And he wasn't coming on to promote anything. He's no. not coming on to talk about his life as an actor. Literally just him and his son are huge Dodgers fans, and they just wanted to talk some baseball. Pretty awesome. And they, uh, they're everything you want. Go check it out tomorrow. I mean, it's, it's awesome. Yep. And then Wednesday will be Trevor's Tidbits, like usual. There's no voicemail episode this week. And Thursday Sorry. will be an interview with Milwaukee Brewers owner, Mark Adonacio. Yeah, and if that doesn't seem as sexy as Rob Lowe, well, Mark Adonacio is a very sexy man. A. B, uh, your dad had it best, Jim. Well, A, the first part is there's only 30 owners. Uh, these guys rarely do stuff, so the fact we got them was pretty cool. Again, it's not, you know, we weren't pinning him down and trying to get all the odds and ends of baseball and trying to, you know, we weren't, we weren't addressing the MLB's blackout apologies (laughs) policy or, you know, upcoming negotiations, but we talked some really fun stuff and the way your dad phrased it for Yankee fans. I mean, picture as it talking to Steinbrenner. 
Yeah. Like Steinbrenner that. is a little bigger, but it's sale. It's an owner. It's crazy. Yeah. So, so that's exciting. So five for five week. Friday will be the series recap. So, uh, so uh, thank you guys for tuning in and uh, getting us to where we are. Appreciate tell a friend, you. share, get into it. We're let's get into it. We got a lot to cover. Let's do it. You want to just get roll? Rock I think and roll? so. Do we have to do any Patreon thing? I don't catch him next time. I don't have it. I need to. I thought we developed a system. I'm behind. I'd catch you next time, Patreon. Catch Let's you next time, Patreons. We, go. we got people live in the chat right now. Jimmy, could you tell me what happened in the Eastern grouping? In the East, the Yankees and the Rays met up for a four-game set doubleheader in the middle. Game one, great pitching. Only four hits allowed. Tanaka versus Snell and the best of the Rays' bullpen. Rays came ahead 1-0. Like I said, only four hits. Cole versus Glass now for a seven-inning game one of the doubleheader. Great pitching matchup. Neither end up with fantastic lines. Cole pitched good, got in trouble late. Glass now couldn't make it out of the third inning, I believe. And then in the second half of the doubleheader, the uh, Yankees went with debut season. Mike King gets his first start. Abreu gets his first uh, debut. And a lot of debuts versus the Rays' bullpen. That was kind of a sloppy 5-3 to three game. To close it out, the Rays walked off on the Yankees. They come back uh, on Paxton in the seventh inning. Paxton had a good start for the first time this season. He actually looked really good versus Charlie Morton, who left due to an injury. Rays walk off. They take the series 3-1, to one, climb back into second place in the standings or up further along second place. The Braves and the Phillies, this is a fun matchup. They played three games, uh, regular, regular old game one. Phillies win. Five, nothing, Arietta, six shutout innings, Real Muto, homers, Bruce homers. They homered the series before against the Yankees, so they're swinging hot bats. Then comes their doubleheader, two seven-inning games, and the Braves sweep the doubleheader, five to two in the first game, eight to nothing in the second game. Freed goes five shutout innings. Acuna hits three home runs on the day. Freddie had a bunch of RBIs on the day. Braves take the series. The Marlins and the Mets, Jake. The Marlins stayed hot and won the first game. Mejia versus Waka. They win 4-3. to three. They get up early. They stay with the lead. It gets close, but the Mets can't do it. But the Mets do win games 2 and 3. Um, Conforto, Alonzo, JD all hit bombs in game 2. Mets win 8-4. to four. In game 3, it's Lopez versus DeGrom. Four clean innings from the Mets' pen on the back end of a DeGrom start. That's the biggest news for the Mets is that the bullpen is actually helping win games. So good job, Mets. They take two out of three from the Marlins. Blue Jays and Red Sox squared off for three game for three games. The Red Sox won game one. Verdugo had a great game. More on that later. It was uh, Roark versus Weber, so not the most sexiest pitching matchup. Mm-hmm. Toronto wins game two. Godley versus Chase Anderson. Jays score two late to win it. And then Red Sox come back, take the series. They win game three. Eovaldi versus Shoemaker. Red Sox walk off. Bogarts walk. Mitch Moreland hits the walk-off home run there. So the Red Sox pick up two games. I'm not sure any of that matters. And then the Orioles and the Nats. The uh, What's this called? Beltway? Battle of the Beltway, I-95. Yeah, yeah, something like that. The DMV. Baltimore wins the first game 11-0. Tommy Malone goes six shutout innings. They win the second game 5-3. to three. They beat Doolittle and Hudson in the eighth inning. Baltimore's offense just rocking and rolling, beating starters, beating relievers. 
Game three is in, still going. It's suspended. I think they're going to finish it at some point later. The O's are up 5-2. to two. They put up a five spot on Strasburg, who's making a season debut. So the O's offense scores 21 runs in 9 plus 9 plus 6, 23 innings. It's a math pod, Something people. like that? I don't know. So that's everything that's going on in the East. Let me take a look at the standings. It's kind of funny, man. The East is weird. Like, Jays and Sox, that really doesn't matter. Yanks only team over 500 as of right now. Uh, the Rays are, yeah, over 500. Yes, yes, yes. The Rays are 8-8. Eight and eight. The Orioles are 7-7. Seven and seven. So, yeah, two 500 teams. Yanks are in the lead, even though they lose. They've lost five of their uh, seven, but they had a really hot start. The Marlins are, like, in first place now, and you can kind of say it's allowed to say that. They're 7-3. and three. They've played 10 games. The Braves are in second place. They've played 17 games, so it's still uh, very unbalanced. But, hey, Marlins are 7-3. and three. Braves are 11-6. and six. Nats are – Nats and Phillies both have four wins each. And the Mets are, you know, getting hot. Mets they're 4-4 four and four in their last uh, – or they're 4-4 four and four, four and 6 in their last 10. Yeah, a couple, couple highlights that jumped out to me. And we'll, we'll work our way up a little bit. You just mentioned Baltimore. I just went into the team stats to see what's going on. Uh, OPS plus, the Baltimore Orioles are currently third in baseball. They're hitting the ball, man. Padres, Yanks, Baltimore, they're hitting the ball. Keep it going, guys. 60-game season, you never know. I know you say uh, you're poo-pooing the ALE series a little bit, but you know that third team in the AL East is going to have a chance, especially when I bring you to the West Coast and show you what's going on over there. So... Uh, Orioles, if you could stay in it, uh, Sox, Jays, whoever you are, you might have a chance to go dancing, at least for a three-game set this year. Mets bullpen, you touched on them. I think the stat was over the past week they have a one seven two ERA, something like that. So the Mets bullpen is starting to figure it out after they had their very Metsy beginning to the season. Yeah, last five games you got Chase and Shreve, 2.1 shutout innings. Edwin Diaz, two shutout innings. Seth Lugo, two shutout innings. Jared Hughes, the Mad Dog, 1.2 shutout innings. Big Jared Hughes highlight this weekend. Dylan Batances throws a shutout inning. Like, the whole bullpen kind of has been good for the last uh, couple, last four days, last five days. Small sample, but it's like half the season, basically. Jared Hughes going full floppy fish on us, which he was able to make fun of, which is good, which is good. That's twice now he's been able to do that. Uh, yeah, Blue Jays at the bottom in the East The the Rays get 3 out of 4 against the Yankees In the Trop uh, Yankees let a couple slip away Also, you know, didn't didn't necessarily roll their A squad out there All the time, at least pitching wise And they were fried I mean, they had 6 games in 4 days They get a double off day this week But we'll see if that gets the Rays on track They've been looking to go, go, go and they had who, do the Ra- who do the Rays play next? Rays are 0-5 on the road, 8-3 and at home How about get a road win, Rays? Well, it's nice when you play in a stadium that literally is different than every other stadium. Sure. Yanks 4-0 at home, 6-6 six and six on the road. They go back for a little home set, see if they could keep that up. Rays go to Boston. Ooh, the Rays have a big road trip ahead of them. Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten-game road trip for the Rays against Boston, Toronto, and New York. So that'll be fun. Mm-hmm. Braves really got their sticks going. Phillies and Nats still trying to get back into the flow. Strasburg returns. Yeah, that's all I got. Yeah, I think the the most surprising or the coolest storylines is the Mets bullpen's doing well. The Orioles' bats are doing really well. How little I care about the Jays and Sox 
games as far as the results of them going. Mm. Like I, some individual performances are fun, but I thought we would be a little more invested in those two teams at this point. And I'm sorry if I'm insulting them. Maybe they can still come back into the fray, but right now, like those don't have any bearing in my brain on standings. Yeah, let's see. Does that mean? Um, Am I missing something? I think slightly. I'm trying to see if either of them... <laughs> right now, both wildcard teams would be out of the Central because the Tigers are still playing well. So that's kind of funny. But, uh, I mean, when I bring you back to the West Coast, uh, as of right now, you're right because neither of those teams are really showing anything. But those teams are going to have a good shot at the eighth playoff seed. Think so? Yeah. I mean, if you if you run the turkey math on it. Because you're going to have the first two teams from each division, mm-hmm. and then it's going to be two wildcard teams. So, you know, the Central probably has the best third team, whether it's the White Sox, Indians, or Twins. And then, dude, it's either Rangers, Angels, Sox, or Jays, and all those teams are kind of crap in the bed right now. O's? O's, yeah. O's could do it. The Tigers are 8-5, and five, baby. So I'm, I'm just saying expectation-wise. Royals are hot. Royals are real hot. Yeah, that eighth wild card seat. I mean, that's going to be a bad team. It's going to be yeah. It's going to be a bad that's team. Going to be a bad team in the AL. Could make that one seat important in the East. Trying yeah, to get you hyped for it, baby. You got to beat. If you want to win in the playoffs, you have to beat everyone. Like you, like praying for an easy path is kind of silly to me. You have to beat everyone, so I don't care who they're right. Play. But it's nicer to have an easy pass. Well, I'd, you'd rather beat the Indians in a three game set than a five game set, maybe like. I don't think so. Less luck involved if you think you're the best team. If you, I'm just if saying. You win. I'm just saying. I don't. That that doesn't come up in my mind. You have to beat whoever you play, and it doesn't matter whether you get the eight seed or the three seed. You're going to get them eventually. It's easier to beat lesser teams. IMO, for sure. But after you beat the lesser team, then you're going to have to beat the good team. So you're right have to beat in a full them. series. I'd rather have a full series and leave it to less risk in a three game series. You got to win. Um, the National League, that eighth place team is way different. It's going to be they, – they don't have enough games played over there. Yeah, the National League looks kind of weird right now. I mean, you're probably getting a team from the West um, right now, it looks like, because the Rocks are off to a good start. Padres. How did it only affect National League teams? Because there's interleague play nonstop, but not a lot of, like – Well, the, Marley, the Marlins messed up the Nats as well. I know, Marlins but I'm saying it just Phillies. happened. Because the Yankees got messed up momentarily, but then they got on board. And then right. the Cardinals got messed up, and now that's messing up the Pirates. That could have easily been the Twins. It, it just yeah. happenstance that it's all the National League teams. Well, and the Yanks adjusted to play the Orioles, so they, yeah. they could yeah, do yeah. some stuff there. So Yeah, but it's just kind of crazy that it was just the National League team and interleague regions. What's going on in the Central, Jim? In the Central, we had... Cleveland and the White Sox battle it out for that second-place spot, chasing the Twins. In Game 1, we had a pitcher's duel, which you would kind of expect. Cease versus Savale. 2 nothing win for the White Sox. Rockin' rolling, take the series. No, Cleveland says. Plesak, dealt. Pitches really well. Goes out and celebrates that night in Chicago, and is now sent home by the team. A little uh, team suspension because he partied. But he is pitching really well. The Cleveland Indians won 7-1. The bats kind of come alive. Drew Anderson absolutely sucked for the White Sox. He gave up six runs in one inning. And then in the third game, it went extra innings. The Tribe wins it. Sunday night baseball. Suicide squeeze in the 10th. Oliver Perez looking so old out there. 
kind of my biggest takeaway is that Oliver Perez looks like he's he looks like Moonlight Graham, the old man version yeah. on the mound. Moving on to Cincinnati and Milwaukee. Cincinnati, Bauer versus Lauer. We talked about this on the pregame show. Lauer gives up six runs in the second inning. Bauer does what he does. Cincinnati wins 8-3. to three. Cincinnati wins game two, 4-1. to one. Disco Fani. Disco, I don't know how you say that, versus Anderson. Three run first for the Reds. So they're just scoring early. Six runs in the second, three runs in the first. They put one run up in the first inning of game three. It's Sonny Gray versus Woodruff. Sonny doesn't allow more than six hits, Jake which keeps that streak alive, but it's a little arbitrary streak because he didn't have a great final line. Would have had a better final line if Lorenzen didn't come in and absolutely blow the game again. Walks three, gives up one hit, leaves the mound in a fit of rage. Just absolutely tremendous, tremendously bad start to the season for Lorenzen. I'm going to bump it to you. What else happened in the Central? James, your Minnesota Twins face the Kansas City Royals and get... The broom brought up, especially first game, Ryan McBroom with the late hit to give them the win 3-2. to two. The second game, solar power, Jorge Soler hits two home runs. Kansas City wins 9-6. to six. And then in the final game, how about Brady Singer? The kid outduels Berrios 4-2. to two. Kansas City with the sweep. Telling you that Central's fun, baby. And then <laughs> we had the COVID St. Louis Chicago Cubs. Neither of them played. Detroit versus Pittsburgh. Woo! You've cat to be kidding me. The first game, 17 to 13. <laughs> Detroit goes nuts. Pittsburgh goes nuts. It's one of the highest scores in years. I was looking at some nerdy chart. It's one of the highest games only happened so many times with that kind of outcome. Uh, ridiculous. The next game, Derek Holland comes in. He gives up, what was it, four homers in the first five batters, five home runs. Not good. Detroit. How about the Detroit? And they go for the sweep, and they get it. Turnbull with a very nice start. A 2-1 to one game after putting up 11-17 and 17 in the first one. Pittsburgh looks really bad, and that's kind of the story. It's kind of interesting because when we did, like, our PPPs mm. or TPPs for the teams, we went. We were ready to rip on Pittsburgh, and then we saw some of the bats they had, and we're like, hey, some of these guys had good years. But they're horrible. The The lineup got us sneaky excited, and hey, they put up 13 in the first game. That's pretty cool. But They got some bats. If you give up 17, that's tough. And uh, yeah, they've they've just found themselves at the end of every series praying for a win, and it, it hasn't happened. So Pittsburgh is uh, is bottoming out, and that's that's fine. I mean, they brought in the whole new front office there and everything, so they're, they're retooling. They'll get yeah, a good pick. Yeah, I mean, don't even... And don't sleep on the Tigers. That's what I've been trying to tell everyone. Shout out Ray. Shout out Ray, man. He had he got got guy. Someone also, you know, came at us because we were like, hey, we're like, hey, Singer's good. What are you guys talking about? And he outduels Barrios. Yeah, they. Uh, uh, I mean, Kansas City's got some kids. If if you're in Kansas City, you got to be excited. You got Singer. You got uh, Bubich. I mean, you're starting to see the young arms in that organization come up, so that's really exciting. Uh, Detroit, I slept on them. They're good. They haven't even called up their dudes yet. Uh, Spencer Turnbull's starting to figure it out. That's good, but they they haven't really called up their guys. I don't think they will, right? I don't think they will. Um, but hey, they're they're getting W's right now. Eight and five, good for them. Twins. How are uh, Twinkies, bro? Yeah, what happened there? I didn't see a lot of that series. I don't know. Uh, you're. 
Twins and Royals fans, you're going to have to reach out to us. We cannot watch every game. We swear by that. So I don't know if they got beat, if there was some bad luck, if umps came in, pitchers getting in their head. I don't really know. But, uh, yeah. Who, how are the people that are can be traded for the Tigers, are they helping right now? Like, are they doing help putting up numbers? Your guy Romine, you got him on the block. I don't know. I don't know. Could get in there. Trying to fucking find it and it won't. Because they're looking fun. But they have a lot of one year contracts and right. you know, you Scope. want the you want the Tigers to be good, but I don't know if you want What the why is Twins with a, a half game lead on the Indians and Tigers, White Sox two games back. Royals a respectable seven and ten. So the the Central putting out more than we we gave him love for. Jeez, Pirates are three and thirteen. Very ugly over there. And the Cub- Cardinals have only played five games. Yeah, Cubs. Cubs are still in first place, ten and three. They didn't play. Um, they're the only team over five hundred right now. Brewers six and seven. Reds seven and nine. Uh, yeah, man, Romine. I mean, so this is if you're a Tigers fan, Ray. If you're listening, Ray. it's awesome that the Tigers are playing well, but it's not the plan still. Like mm-hmm. a lot of the guys that are playing well right now, Jacoby Jones, CJ Crone, Austin Romine, even Miggy Cabs. I don't know if you're going to move him. Probably not, no. but definitely not. These guys aren't part of like the rebuilding plan. So even if you can get that eighth wild card spot, oh, yeah. don't you still want to sell? Like, wouldn't you still rather sell than try to get the seventh or eighth wild card spot? Those like three, four players that are there to try and get a return. That's the interesting dilemma for Tigers fans that they're going to face in like two weeks if they keep this up. It's it's a yes and a no. I, I think in this funky season, you say, hey, let's be that funky team. Let's get in that eighth hole playoff spot. Who cares? We're the Tigers. Everyone slept on us except Ray. You know, let's do it. I, I think you have fun with it long term. Yeah, you, you want the higher draft pick for the rebuild that's going on. But you know what? Mess around. Get into the playoffs. Upset that one seed. Anything can happen in three games. Yeah, I mean, I, I hear you, but if there's people willing to give you some prospects for Crone, Scope, or Romine, or I forget who else it was. And that's the other thing. I mean, what are you going to get for them? You know, I, I mean, are you going to get a real prospect for 25 games of Jonathan Scope? Probably not. Are Is it going to be really fun if your team makes a three-game playoff series? Absolutely. So I almost lean there. Yeah, it's all about the balance of it. Someone might come calling for Roman. Everyone always needs a catcher. Everyone needs a catcher. Two things aren't necessarily mutually exclusive either. You know, you can still sell a few pieces and still be trying. Yeah, those guys are. It's hard for those guys to stay competitive if they sell anyone. Roman's got a one twenty six OPS right now. OPS plus right now. Bang. Yeah, been saying it. Jacoby Jones going crazy. So anyway. Good for you, Detroit. And then the Twins, can't really say anything. Yankees lost three as well, but good for the Royals. McBroom, how about that? Yeah, old Yankee farmhand. Solaire gets going. You might hear him later. The young pitchers. Cincinnati, uh, kudos to you guys. I I wouldn't say I called you out. We're not really, that's not really our style here. But I said you got to start winning series, and they did. Bauer, Discalfani. Um, and yeah, but for Milwaukee, you're still not getting wins, but you were still coming back from COVID times. Uh, Yelly's getting going, so you're really excited about that. And then uh, Cleveland, man, I feel like this has been 
the last couple times that they've dropped the first game, but they've come back to win the series. I might be misremembering that. Um, and Jim, the other thing that it, the light bulb went off, we were giving them so much credit for the police act thing that you know the Indians locker room, they're united. They told them we're not messing with this. Blah blah mm-hmm. blah. They sent them home. How many days? It wasn't a full like fourteen. It was like five days or something like that. I forget. And that's when the light bulb went off. I checked the schedule. They've got one of those double off day weeks this week. So I think they can just skip police act start anyways. <laughs> so mm. it might have been a kind of a convenient time to tell them. Still hey. sends a good message. Oh, yeah, it sends a great message. But it also happened to line up with a time that worked out on the field as well. Mm. The Indians lost the first game to the Reds, then won the, the last three. They won the first game against the Twins, then lost the last three. So they need to start losing that first game of the series. That'll help them out. Okay. Yeah, that's a good good call. Cubs we, don't play. Cardinals have never played a game this season. Yeah, it's tough, man. It's really, really brutal for them. How are they ever going to make it up? Because then they're going to have to play all these seven-inning doubleheaders. Yankees just had to play two. I think they're going to have to, yeah, do a bunch of doubleheaders. Yeah, the, but the pitching in that sucks. It just kills every, the whole Every vibe. series you add another game, yeah. All right, let's move on to the West Coast, Jake. Mm. On your mark, get set. What the hell happened out west? Out west, Jim. Speaking of what the hell, the Angels go to Texas. Texas forever, my friend. And they get swept, Jimmy, because of course they do. Trout hits a B-Day homer, but they lose that game. Lyles outduels Griff Canning. Uh, Colby Allard, how about that? He has a nice start. Edison Volquez gets the win for Texas in that game. Didn't know he was still twirling the pill for them. 2 nothing win. And then yesterday, Lance Lynn shoves because that's all Lance Lynn does. And we had a four-base error, the Canseco play, Joe Adele. It gets better, my friend. 7-3, Angels get swept. Angels, come on, get wins. Houston goes to Oakland, and they play the A's. The A's sweep them. You probably saw there was some late action in that one last night. Loriano not happy. Uh, they won last night's game 7-2. They won the first game 3-2 in 13 innings. Simeon with the walk-off. He starts the next game with a homer. You play 13, that guy beats you. Starts off the next day with a homer. Montes outduels Framber. Framber actually looked good. But the A's get the sweep. They've won nine straight. Jimmer Fredette. Colorado at Seattle. Daniel Murphy with the four RBI game in the first game. Charlie Blackman, hot as all hell. You will hear about him later. 8-4, they won the first game. 5-0 the second game. A one-hitter combined for the Rockies pitching staff. And then Justice Sheffield saves the series for Seattle. He has a really nice start for them. Six innings pitch, zero earned runs. 5-3, Seattle salvages the last game. Arizona versus San Diego. Zach Davies retires the first 13. Tatis Absolute nut job, 3-0. Merrill Kelly outduels Paddock. Paddock gives up a couple homers in the sixth. Steven Voigt with his first of the year. Sequence, Trevor Plouffe. And Starling Marte home run. And then San Diego takes the rubber match. Mad Bum looks awful. And Tatis is becoming a god as he ties Judge for the Major League lead in home runs. San Francisco at L.A. The Dodgers. They homer a bunch in the first game, 7-2 win. Cueto and Kershaw doesn't get any better than that in 2012. Giants win that game 5-4, and then 6-2 final in the last game. Gossman outduels Bueller for a little bit. 
but the Dodgers get to San Fran's pen. Mookie and Pollock play well, and that's what's going on in the West. NL West, Rockies and Dodgers. Hoagies and grinders. It's getting fun. Eleven and four Rockies. Eleven and five Dodgers. When do they? When do they meet up again? When do you guys play again. You know the rock schedule off the top of your head? Not anymore. It's tough, you know, man. Last night I had it, but I slept too hard. Oh my god! I just lost it. Uh, Let's see. Rocks are going to play the D-backs, then Texas, Houston, Dodgers. So it looks like August twenty-first through the twenty-third in LA. Yeah. So a lot of time. So, yeah, a little time to go. Stay and close. Not the toughest matchups in between, although four games with the Astros. That's actually when the Rockies season fell apart last year. A little home-and-home. Home. That'll be funky. You don't see funky. the Rockies and the Astros normally playing a home-and-home home four-gamer. Rockies, Astros, yeah. That's yeah. Weird. weird year. Funky. Uh, how about your Padres? They win another funky. series, Jake. Funky. Lamette. Pitches really well, yeah. 6.2, 1-run, run, 11 Ks. To Nilsson, my guy. I mean, what's he looking like on the season now? Because hasn't that been a couple good outings by him in a row? Yeah, he's... Oh, holy smokes. He's having a year. He hasn't allowed more than one earned run in four starts. It's my he's guy. He's got a 1-6-1 ERA. He's all my fantasy team. He's good, man. Um, he's really good. Good for him. Only one homer, 28 Ks, seven walks, um, some nasty stuff. They needed him to step up, and he has. And, I mean, speaking of step up, I mean, Fernando Tatis is very special. I love that the Rangers swept. I know you don't because you're an Angels fan, but I believe I – I forget how I said it. I said, you said the opposite. I said the opposite. You wanted the Angels to I sweep. I wanted the Angels to sweep, but <laughs> yeah. now look at it. Now the yeah. Rangers, by sweeping, are back into second place. Yeah. So I like that it's messy. Angels the, are last if the, place. If the Angels swept <laughs> – the, it's a mess. The yeah. West is a mess. Besides the A's, who are look so damn good. Yeah, they're nine and one in their last ten games. Nine and zero oh in their last nine games. They're gonna lose Loriano for probably a month. A while. If Joe Kelly gets suspended for eight games, what's Loriano's gonna be? Fifteen. It's gonna be interesting. Joe Kelly uh, has his appeal today, which is funny because he can just like point at Loriano and be like, "Look at that. What do you think about that?" Uh, and the bigger thing is, I mean, it's. We don't even think about it, really, but it's the COVID stuff. I mean, MLB, yeah, the, very they said, loud. You yeah, they can't, said you do, can't that. do that, so it's going to be bad. Um, it'll be really interesting because it's the abbreviated season, and when you think of Joe Kelly's suspension, it kind of goes back to, like, he's a reliever. Like, in those eight games, you know, that's even if he pitches as maximum, maximum, that's like four innings of baseball. Um, so we'll see how they treat it with Loriano. I think it's going to be big. How, what do you think, 20? No, I kind of like the 15 number. I wouldn't be surprised. I could see them doing less. I could see them maybe doing 12 and landing at 10 with the appeal or something like that because, man, Loriano's a really good ball player, and he's a big part of that team, and he gets baited in by a coach. He got hit twice in that game with a baseball. That doesn't feel good. And I went on one of these rat rants on Wake and Jake this morning. But, dude, think about, like, the Miles Garrett situation in the NFL. Like, he tries to attack someone with his helmet. And we always say heat of the moment in sports. 
And it's clearly the heat of the moment. A guy gets hit with two baseballs, and then he gets baited in by a coach. Like yeah. I think that will play a factor. Loriano, you can't go running in you there. You can't run there, though. I mean, I'd like. To, I think it's it, more that the coach should also get in trouble than it should lessen what Loriano did. I'd like to see twelve, and then I think you maybe get an appeal to ten, and I think that kind of ends up fair. Could I see it being more significant? Absolutely. I think they're going to lay down that. I think they don't want this to happen again. In COVID seasons, the optics are so bad yeah. that they may lay down like hammer, hammer here. Yeah. I, like, mean, I wouldn't be shocked if they go 20. If I they could, go a full month. I'm I just, could see it. Like they may, they may want to set a precedent as hard as they could possibly set. But Cintron or whatever, did you hear a lot of other players coming out and saying, yeah, that guy sucks? Like adds up. Like adds up. Uh, he, he should get in trouble. Dude, Loriano, and this is uh, what Astros fans are getting upset about. He didn't need to give the sarcastic pitching lesson to the young player. Of course he didn't need to. But he's allowed to, and it's... a crap about it, that. It's, and it's like... That's hilarious. It's funny. And, he, dude, he really... He was doing it in a mocking, yes. joking way because he got hit twice by the same dude, and it doesn't feel good to get hit. Who's not a big-time major leaguer either. No, he doesn't. So he, that's, that's Loriano twisting the knife. Yeah, so he's... Which is beautiful. So he's being, you know, a jerk. But he's deservedly so. Yes. Very much allowed. Because that's what all the Astros are saying. Like, he didn't have to mock him and give the pitching lesson. Of course he didn't have to. But he got hit twice and he's upset. He didn't have to get hit twice. And he didn't charge the mound. He didn't yell or scream. All he did was yeah. casually just, like, make some jokes and poke fun at how that dude sucks it at pitching. perfect. If you're um, complaining about that, get out of here. Oh, that's the biggest. Like, that's what the Astros announcers were saying. That's what Astros fans right. are saying. Until they saw the coach yelling that. That was pretty good. That exhale you highlighted. Uh, yeah, that announcer is like liking all the tweets that are saying he's a, tra- a trash announcer. Yeah. So he's there's two announcers. I don't know who's who's for the Astros, but I mean, I have the audio. The one guy is going all in. I'm like, oh, he can't be mocking the pitcher. He he can't be doing that. And for Loriano to start this because he got hit with a backdoor slider, and I, I'm guessing he, I don't know the Astros announcer, but he was going all in. And the second guy. When he sees the coach bait him in, yeah. he just has this like, oh, it's us again. Yeah. Like, oh, it was, we're going to be the bad one again here. Um, Top down. So Jeff Bloom is the color guy. So I don't know if he's the next player. I don't know who Jeff yeah, Bloom is. Yeah, he is. So I think it's, to me, I read it that Jeff Bloom was embarrassed by what the play-by-play guy was saying because he's a player and actually knows what's happening. Yeah. And then what Jeff Bloom just lets out that, well, it's so funny. Yeah. Because he's like, just we're, exhausting. we're the bad guys again. And that's what happens when you have a top-down, top poorly run organization with no rules, and then you don't really punish them. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it again, kind of one of those good, bad highlights of the sport. It was fun when it kicked off last night. But, uh, yeah, the A's are rolling, more importantly. The Astros dropped to 6-9 and nine on the year. Nice. Um, and, yeah, man, the A's, they were winning games without their dudes playing well, and now... The mats are going off. Simeon's finding it. Like, that team is going. We'll see the Loriano suspension. They do have bodies that can kind of help replace it, but he, he bats second for them. He's got a 400 on base. Like, Loriano's a ball player, dude. So, uh, very interested to see how the suspension comes down. Yeah, Montes could have been my standout, but I didn't give it to him. He was the best. Might hear about him later. Teaser. You have him for something? Okay. Fuego. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. He was the best pitching line of the of the weekend. Yeah. But it wasn't good enough to be a standout performance, so no. I don't neither of us gave it to him. But shout out to Montas, you hear about him later. And then Chris Bassett's still doing it for him. Chris Bassett's still doing it. 
How about the Rangers second? Um, and yeah, I think uh, the Padres again. That was that was a big game for those teams. I mean, Mad Bum ends up not having it at all, but. You know, Padres could have dropped to 500 And the Diamondbacks would have had two back-to-back winning series The Padres put their foot down They win Tatis looks special Keep it rolling in San Diego um, what's, the, what's, the, what's the Texas Who do they play next? Texas forever Texas, 5-3 and three at home, 1-5 and five on the road ah, Still so early in the season Seattle but we Seattle the comes to Texas. Then get hot, Texas. Yeah. We said we were over you. No, I'm not. I'm but back if you in. win a bunch of games, we're not. If I had known last episode when I said that, if I had known that if they swept, they would jump up to second place, I think I wouldn't have said it. Uh, yeah, we got to switch the rules. To, we got to switch the rules to those series and just make it a sweep or a sweep. Yes. Like no. I don't care which team. Yeah. Just one of you better sweep. Well, I want I want Texas to sweep Seattle now. And, dude, this is – people wondered why I was an Angels hater. And, again, I'm looking bad on the Bundy stuff, and I'm fine with it. Like, good for him. He looks awesome. They're 5-11. and 11. They're 5-11. and 11. You have to win games, and they've just never done it. Who do they play next? So many good breakdowns came on Sunday. The ball going into the glove and out of the fence. is re- Over the fence is good. The tarp crew, I got to make – Make a bunch. The Angels play Oakland, so that's going to be... Ooh, they go Oakland and then the Dodgers. They may be out of it quick. Angels have the second lowest win percentage in baseball. It's the Pirates and them. How are they st- still losing? When they, they just a- stink. They actually have pitching. They just stink. I, the, I could see the Madden stuff going old quick. Turn it around, but did you say A's and Dodgers? That's their next two series. They're done. <laughs> Goodbye. Go Dylan Bundy. Trade Dylan Bundy. Max Stassi's doing really well. Trade Dylan Bundy to the Yankees. In your face. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. I'm for it, baby. <laughs> he looks great. Uh, Max Stassi, give him some credit. Big Max Stassi pod. He's got a 1.096. Is that a baseball name? In your opinion. No, it's a gamer name. Yeah. Baseball video gamer. Yeah. Fuzzy and Max Stassi playing off later. Yes. Shout out Fuzzy, friend of the family. Yeah, what's going on with the Angels, man? They should be good. They got pitching finally. They're bums, man. Like all their pitching's doing decent enough. Haney's good. Ah, uh, Haney's eh. average. Yeah, he's got a bad start in there. Blows it up on him. Anyway, Astros look bad. That's they don't have a lot of pitching. I mean, it's cranky and no one else. Yeah, man. Well, I'll say this. So Astros ran into a buzzsaw. The A's, the team, you know, everyone talks about Dodgers and Yankees being disrespected by the Houston cheating thing. The A's, man, they finished second to them. <laughs> like, like they have been the team behind them, and yet they've gotten no love or hate. Uh, the A's wanted this bad. It was in Oakland. They got it. Their sticks are rolling there. Oh, They're- Houston goes giant Seattle, so they can get hot right now. They could turn it on and expect them to. And, dude, you mentioned Grinky and the young guys. Their young guys have stuff. Framber looks really good. Um, you know, the names you might recognize from previous years, they're talented. But, dude, all of those young guys they called up, and it's why I get so hot about Boston and who's in their bullpen. Like, everyone that comes out of the Astros' bullpen – 
has at least gas, or they've got one pitch that you're like, oh. But but the Red Sox are trying to lose because they sent down one of the relievers that did well. And sure, the but you should bad. also be trying to find guys, you know? Yeah, maybe that's next year's plan. I, it's it's just really odd. So, um, yeah, I don't be surprised if the Astros get it going again. But, Jim, I, again, the, the eight seed in the East, which now seems like it's going to become a thing. We like those three can central ima- teams. Can you imagine if there was fans in the crowds for this Astros? The, the season already feels like turmoil from them. They go Dodgers. It's fans this whole on big, the field. Whole big thing. You go, you, go to, you go to Houston or talk better, Jimmy. Okay. Go to Oakland, and it's this whole big thing. You know, like they're getting the turmoil that we thought they were going to get. But imagine if there was fans and like uh, outside the bullpen, have like brawls, man. Yeah, have that's why. That's why I think because right now it seems like this isn't going to stop. And they didn't even get to play the East or the Central. They're only playing the West. Like so, that's why I think MLB might come down like ridiculously hard here. We'll see. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised at all, but I do think they have to take an effect. You know, the shortened season in an everyday player. Mm-hmm. Joe Kelly's one inning out of the bullpen every other day if you're doing it right. Can you name the last five starters for uh, the Astros? Last five starters for the Astros. Granky. He yep. sits in the stands. Everyone is laughing about that. Framber Valdez. Yep. He had a good inning. Seven innings pitch, one on run. Um, God, McCullers. Yep. 3.2, eight earned runs. Got blowed up. Yeah, he got lit up. Uh, I don't know if you're going to get the next two. Yeah, I don't think so. Brandon Belak. Belak. He had a really nice start. Yep. Five innings pitch, zero nice runs. Start. And Christian Javier. Javier. Who had He's it. talented. Yeah, yeah, he yeah a good but start. No, no, not this not, past yeah. one. But he has. He had a good start. Dude, I'm. All the guys that. that come out of their pen, I, they they look sharp. It's going to be interesting to see, you know, bullpens are volatile as is, never mind when they're young. It's going to be interesting to see how the pitching develops over the year, minus size need, getting killed. So who's the worst team that's played more than 10 games? The Pirates by far? Yes. They're it's three the and Pirates first. and then the Angels. Is it really? Who signed Rendon. Angels have five wins, though. I think there was another team. Well, the Blue Jays have five wins, but they only have eight losses because they lost games. And then the Phillies and Nats each have four, but they played a lot less games. So, yeah. I don't know. It's like they had a trade for Ross Stripling and Jock Peterson for an infielder they don't use, and they didn't do the trade. It kind of feels like that sometimes. Who was the infielder? Rangifo. 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 He doesn't play? Not regularly. Like, he's around. Why did they back out of that trade again? Uh, because it was taking too long. It was the Mookie Bet stuff. It was Gratterall. But they just said, we're out? Yeah. They, they thought they were, like, getting toyed around and not important. So they just dipped. And they could have had Jock and Stripling? Jock in his contract year and Stripling, who's arguably the bigger piece. Uh, Renhifo's been playing a lot. He's played 10 out of 16 games. How's he doing? He's hitting 129 with a 411 OPS. What's Jack doing? <laughs> Don't do. Yeah, this, this is kind of mean. <laughs> Jesus. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I'm so, I'm sorry, Dodgers fan. I'm sorry, brother-in-law Brett. You got me on Dylan Bundy. Everything else stinks. I hate the Angels. They they're ruining Mike Trout's awesome career. Mm. Mm. Jock Peterson, uh, not doing great. Seven twenty-seven OPS. Um. Ross Stripling, three games started. 
for ERA. Angels ace. So, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> Jimmy, who's your standout performance? performance? Dylan Bundy. No, that's, no that's, my that's standout performance. I go first. You go first. It's a junior fest today. I am taking Fernando Tatis Jr. He goes 6 for 12 on the series, Jake. He hits four home runs, shoots himself way up the leading board, leaderboard. I think he's now tied for most home runs in all of baseball. Four on the weekend. He had a hit and a homer in all three games. And his home runs are big, dude. He's He's... If you took Aaron Judge and cut his head off and then sawed his body in half, that's mm-hmm. the size of Tatis, and they hit the ball the same way. Yeah. It's wild. I'm scared to start talking about Tatis because I can't keep it tight. Okay. he's uh, you, you know I've started this. He's given me Griffey vibes with the swag and just how talented he is. Did you see that stat West about Coast. first 100 games? Mm-mm. Someone tweeted out, and these stats are, right. you know, you kind of have to preface it like, take this for what it is. Um, when he hits them, he's got like a video game swing follow through. It's just so cool. So good. Yeah. Where is it? It was like first 100 games numbers, and he's better. His first 100 games are better than all the Pretty great, much everyone. All the greats. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's uh, he's awesome. He needs Griffey, to be. Griffey, A Rod Pools, Trout. His is like. Better than all of them. I know he's on the West Coast. I know he's in San Diego. He needs to become a star. Um, I don't know if that's telling a friend or whatever you need to do or MLB trying to work on their marketing. Um, him and Judge need to be the face of baseball. And there's a few other guys. Like, there's so much young talent. We do this a lot, and I've got a young, talented guy too. But Tatis is special. He is special. They... This doesn't happen in baseball a lot as a shortstop leading the league in homers, which we watch a lot of Yankees baseball. We're Yankees fans, and it's kind of how we this whole company's been built. Aaron Judge is special, and he's a freak, and he's a monster, and he hits these mammoth home runs. <laughs> Tatis, like you said, the body is built very differently, and yet he's doing the same things plus more on offense. And he's got speed. He's got defense. And the most swag I've seen since Griffey. So... Um, so in on him. Always talk about Tatis Jr. He's my standout player, so I'm yeah. doing it. Good job. Um, as you mentioned, the Junior Bowl today, and <laughs> this was my swag guy from last year, so sorry. But Ronald Acuna Jr., my man. A uh, little doubleheader action, so I get a little 14-inning bonus here. But he hits three homers on the day. Um one gives them the lead in the first game. He hits two in the second game. Uh, so three homers, 14 innings. Still pretty good. You know, still pretty damn good. And uh, I think it's just been funny. He was on slump watch for a little bit. He's still leading the league in strikeouts, Jim. Leading the league in strikeouts. That stinks. Outs are outs, people. Don't really care how you get out. Uh, he is going. His OPS is up to 913, which is right around his career average in the first three years. 898 is his career <laughs> OPS. Uh, he's still 22 years old. We're rubbing that in Big Baby David's face earlier because that's his age. Ha! I'll never be that age. Um, but, yeah, I mean, he gets off to a slow start. Now all of his season numbers are on path. Uh, the dude gives, like, an athletic Manny vibe to me with his approach at the plate and just kind of how he acts sometimes. He got the bad rap 
late last year because he didn't run out a couple balls. Um, he's balling out. Uh, go get it, kid. Except not the next two games because you're playing the Yankees. But he's awesome. You like him? I love him, man. I love him. He uh, is five-tool. When he's right, it's special. Dude, he had an opposite field home run with just, like, such ease. We saw him at spring training. He's a different dude. little scared, man. Their bats got going. They're coming to the stadium. Freddie Freeman was, like, six for eight in the doubleheader. That's a little scary now. Freed just pitched, though. So Get like, out of here. Well, he's their one dude. Might hear about him in a couple minutes. Yeah. Well, now you want me. Now who's pitching? Well, that's Yankee stuff. Who are we going to face? The Yankees are going to face in the Braves. Some of their pitchers. Hopefully, Tukey. Tukey. I think we are facing Tukey. Fun name. Yeah, it is a fun name. Tukey Toussaint. It's a great name. My God. Do you have it? Facing Tukey? Tukey tomorrow. Tukey. TBD Wednesday. He sucks. He's bad. Yankees also have him going. Currently, he's slated for both games. Wow. Whoa. Double dip. That's impressive. Yeah. You don't see enough starts in this series. I don't see enough of that. Jerk. In fuego. Dirt nasties in fuego. Means on fire. Like Wago. Jim, you put down three, and then I put down three. Friends. I put down Charlie Blackman. Love him. Charlie Blackman had eight (laughs) hits in the series. I mean, eight hits in the three-game set. That's yeah. uh, pretty good. He only got 11 at-bats. He had eight hits. He's nasty. Did he have any walks? Yeah. yeah. What? Are you kidding me? It's silly. He had a walk a game, too. Yeah. Holy shit. I didn't even, like, fully look at this. So, yeah. in game one, holy smokes. In game one, he had three hits and a walk. So, he was on base four times. In game two, he had three hits and a walk. So, he was on base <laughs> four times. So he was uh, 100 on base percentage after the first two games. And then in game three, he had two hits and a walk. So they got, are you, are you telling me he only got out once? He's busy. Hold on. He had places to be. So in the first two games, okay, no, 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 no. No. I think he got out three times, right? He was in the first, yeah, yeah. So they got him out once a game. Holy smokes. Man. He currently has a 13-game hitting streak or 12-game hitting streak going. I've got I've got more stats. Holy shit. So I went into the splits because I knew we got it going in Colorado. I was wondering about the rest of the year. And he's got, you know, the home and road splits that a lot of these Rockies players normally do. Um, he's going nuts, Jim. Uh, home and away, he's hitting 481 at home. He's hitting 438 on the road. So... Okay, almost split through. He's hitting 609 versus lefties. 14 for 25 against lefties. Charlie Blackman is a left handed hitter. Um, he's going nuts. Last 14 days, he's hitting 553. 14 days. Yeah. Charlie's I, in fuego. Is as hot as they come. I didn't realize he got on base four times in back to back games. Currently hitting 458. Jeez. On the season. Jeez, I'm crow. Someone's... I'm, no, I'm not going to say it. Someone's going to get close to four. 100? Yeah. I think so. Someone's going to get close to four. Charlie Blackman. Charlie. LeMayhew. Anyone who's ever played for the Rockies. The other guy I put on here doesn't have that going on. No. Not, nobody does, not to a, be fair. But doesn't have... <laughs> not a string of hits. It's a different kind of hot. hot. It's just homers. Yeah. Mitch Moreland's hit three... Hit four home runs in his last four games... 
He had two home runs in game three. One was a walk-off. Uh, you know, he just had himself a good series. He had a hit in every single game. You know, I like that when I look I for like my, my on fire. 500 on base percentage in the three-game set. We do series recaps here. So three home runs, 500 on base percentage. Mitch Moreland in fuego. I'm not sure that one's going to, like, carry over because he wasn't incredibly hot beforehand. Earned it. But he earned it on earned the series. It. Good job, Mitch. It looks like he got one hurler. Max Fried, man. That's why yeah. I was excited he's not pitching against the Yankees. I don't think he's going to get a start. I mean, since Soroka went down, we said Freed's got to put the team on his back a little bit, and he has done that. In his last three starts, 22.2 innings pitch, only four earned runs. It's a 1.59 ERA. I mean, Max Fried is uh, is lighting it up out there, which is good because you you know when guys with the ability use it and do that, it's awesome. I mean, on the season now, he's got a 1.59 ERA. His first start is the worst of the season, five innings pitched, two earned runs. Uh, clearly on a bit of a pitch count there. The Max Freed dick dropping tour rolls on. He looks good. He's had the talent. Trevor Plouffe is very close friends with him. He said he needed a little bit of that dig deep kind of ace mean mentality, and it looks like he's doing it. Uh, I'll roll with my one pitcher I put on there. I put Frankie Montes. You mentioned him. Uh, you know, coming off the PED stuff, you, we were kind of wondering. Uh, four starts, 23 innings pitch, 22 Ks, a one two seven ERA, I believe. Um, so he's doing it. He had another good start, um, and that's huge for the A's. You know, they uh, in past years they've had the bullpen, they've had the offense, they've had the defense. They haven't had that top end starting pitching. Um, if Montes can be one of those guys for them, watch out for the Oakland A's. That's part of the reason they're so hot. Jorge Soler, come on, my Royals, you get a sweep, you get talked about more. That's how it works. Soler hits three home runs. Good to see him picking up where he left off from last year. He can be. A huge asset for that organization. I wonder if how many has he got now? Um, let's see. It, it'll be interesting to see how Solaire ends up working out for the Royals. Does he? He's got five on the season. Um, nine twenty-five OPS. He had a nine twenty-two last year. Forty-eight home runs last year. Um, when does he hit free agency ever? Probably at some point. Earliest Arba, earliest free agent 2022. So it's going to be really interesting to see how good the Royals can get to see if they have to trade him and get a lot much more assets. Like Jorge Soler could end up being a really important part of the Royals' rebuild. Um, he has been a monster. Good for him. Keep hitting him. Good sweep. And then on the other side, uh, a guy that, again, talented dude. He scared everyone right before the season. Byron Buxton. He hits three home runs, uh, OPS of one one dot two six seven OPS in his past few games. So uh, not there are a, bombs too, right? Not yeah, not a guy you expect the power from. Um, but holy smokes, like we we talk about OPS a lot on base plus slugging. Um, you know, one of the easier newer stats that measures a guy league average is around seven seven fifty. If Buxton's one of those guys that can be around league average, he's a special player. <laughs> Want to hear a really weird stat on Buxton? I do. Buxton now has three home runs on the season. Mm. And how many doubles plus triples do you think he has? Ooh. He's a speed guy. Speed guy. I'll guess three. One double. One. Isn't that weird? Yeah. You think he would turn some slappers into doubles down the line, a little uh, tarp shot or something like that, you know? Yeah. One double, three homers. I went through his game logs to see if you know if he's ever hit three home runs in three games before. Uh, on 
on August 27th, 2017, he hit three home runs in one game. So it's pretty good. That's better. I mean, guy, anyone you talk to about him says that he has just some of the most talent you will see in an athlete. <laughs> like we don't, we rarely cross sports with baseball because it's yeah. so much skill driven. But this guy is a freak athlete. Um, and he low key, he had an 827 OPS last year in 87 games. So like, if he can stay healthy and out there, he's almost become a bonus piece for the Twins. Like, uh, when he came up in 2015, 2016, he was supposed to be their next star. Now, between injuries and them, the rest of their team coming together, he's become a bonus piece, one of the most talented defenders, um, and, like, batting ninth for them. I mean, if he's dangerous, zoiks. So, Lair leads the league in games played. He's played all every single game for the Royals. Put me out there, coach. Let me hit bombs. Ready to play. Someone's got to hit dingers on this team. It's true. Hunter Dozier, shout out. It's true. You ready for uh, the next segment? I am. This is exciting. It's the most exciting update I think we've had all season. Yes. It is the Roosevelt's Race to 20. Yes, sir. Roosevelt's.com slash John Boy Media or slash John Boy? RSVLTS.com slash John Boy. Our picture's on there. Go check out their stuff. They're awesome dudes. They've been great to us. Yeah, we got a whole box waiting to get opened here. So they. uh, That'll be content. Two boxes. They have teamed up with us to keep track of the Homer board because we laid down a bet. Who's going to break 20? Someone's going to break 20, but this is so exciting. Fernando Tatis had four home runs before the weekend started. The leader was at eight. Yeah. Or the leader was at seven, I believe. He climbs all the way up the leaderboard, is now tied in first place with Aaron Judge. They both sit there with eight home runs. Castellanos is still right behind them with seven. And Moreland, who I just told you, has hit four home runs in the last four days. Yeah, He's up the leaderboard, too. He's got six. Those are the top four. There's a bunch of guys with five from Kepler, Moran. Moran's going to fall quickly. He got, he got those five fast. He hasn't done Come anything on. Come on, Colin. Myers. Uh, Nunez, Olsen, Soler comes up on the board. Story, Trout's there. And now Acuna, he comes up. He had one. He comes all the way up. He's in uh, tied for six or whatever it is. So It's fun to see, man. It's fun to see. the. the I was hoping it. I, I assumed it would pan out this way. But, like, Judge Tatis, bang. You're starting off with two of the biggest stars in the game. We just need to make a graphic because the climb yeah. that Tatis just did was crazy. He went from not even on the board. To up the whole pole. Castellanos. Um, and then from there, Kepler, sure, young stud. But now Matt Olson, Solaire, Trevor Story, Mike Trout, Ronald Acuna, Mookie Betts into the fours. So we are starting to see the stars shine out a little more. Matt Chapman, uh, Nelson Cruz gets another, uh, continuing his kind of crazy year, but he just lost the power for a little bit. Gallo with four. So, yeah, man, we are we are hitting a really fun part of this. Um, I mean, someone's getting twenty so easily, so but, easily. Dude, I uh, it, it makes me so happy to see Judge and Tatis on the leaderboard. Judge for obvious reasons. We'll get Trout up there too, and Mookie. Trout those four, coming. put those four up there, and we will be like this, and MLB will be I like mean, this. Just stars of the game. Show the people the stars of the game, and show them the people that are oh, struggling, yeah. and show them wearing Roosevelt shirt. Oh. Sorry, Charlie Blackman's not on the list. He's just. Oh my God. Slump Watch. Uh, Slump Watch. We got some housekeeping on Slump Watch. Kevin Biggio Jake 
interesting here. He goes three for 11 with three walks. He'd been on slump watch twice, so it was getting dire. He inched his way up last week. This is a 429 on base percentage. Yeah. I'm going to take him off. Take him off, too, because he's got four home runs now. I'm he's, not clapping for him, but he's, I'm taking no, him off. No, he's, he's in that T4. He got off to a little bit of a slow start, but the power's there, and he's an on-base guy. So if that starts coming, he's good. Joey Homer Gallo. Yesterday. What's that? Homer, Homer yesterday. Joey Gallo's been on there. He goes one for seven in the Rangers sweep, but it was a home run. Yeah. And kind of like one for eight with a homer is who Joey Gallo is. A little bit. That's a 250 batting average with a home run. So I don't know. You know what I mean? Isn't that kind of t- tricky? Like if Joey Gallo every eight at bats hit a home run, right? And went one for eight and hit it. Like that's who he is. And I is. assume he has a couple walks in there. And Texas was winning games, so I'm taking him off. It's very interesting because like he's still. It's weird. He could be an instant back on. Well, okay. So that kind of sounds like you're still watching him. I mean, I'm always watching Joey Gallo. So that's the catch twenty two. He had. Let me see. He had no walks. No walks? No walks. He only played two games. Keep him on. He's a star. Okay. Get going, Joey. People in the chat asking for Lorenzen. Lorenzen doesn't deserve it. I have him on here, but... But he stinks. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a slump anymore. Yeah. It's gone past slump. Stink watch. Yips watch or something. (laughs) Yips watch. Evan Longoria, two hitless games. Um, One with two hits, though. He's still on, but I'm getting to the point where I think I don't care Yeah, anymore. I mean, I was hoping... Let's give him ho- another week of being on okay. before we do the don't care watch. Okay. He's, he's deserved a, it. He's nice a star. Career. He deserves nice it, yeah. Justin Smoke, three hits in his last game. A double, two RBIs. I'm taking Justin Smoke of here. off. See you later, Justin Smoke. Now, Tommy Pham. I was scared mm. to put this dude on in the first place. Mm. One hit, two walks, 250 on base percentage. You know what? I think Norm in the chat, I'm in the sure patron that. chat, is a Padres fan. Norm... Get a vote. By the end of this segment, should we keep Tommy Pham on slump watch or take him off? You probably saw the at-bats. You know more than us. I'll wait. I think he stays because I think he can get off. Okay. But we'll see. Glaber Torres, three hits and two walks in the four-game set. 333 on base percentage. But the at-bats, so as people that watch it, like I'm asking Norm, the right. at-bats look much better. Like he looks like a different guy. Yeah. So I'll take him off, but he can be back on. Yeah. Because it's, 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 it's good. Yeah. It's not amazing yet. All right, we'll wait for Norm to get back to us. I am putting Eloy Jimenez on here. Yeah. He makes that error against the Brewers where he gives up the lead with the Yelich inside the park home run. Mm. Very lazy play in left field. And then his bat goes dead. Yeah. And you can make mistakes in the outfield if you're crushing the ball, but when you go 0 for 11 and 0 for your last 19 with zero walks, tough to put you in the outfield. You know, now obviously he's a good player and he'll come off slump watch yeah. and they're not going to bench him, but. He's on it right now for sure. Big time. Big time on it right now. Big time. Come on, Eloy. I got a guy that had a just a, a tough weekend. He will be off. In there. J.D. Martinez. Yeah. 0 for 11 this weekend against the Blue Jays, which isn't the best pitching. Yeah. So I put him on slump watch, but I think he's going to be off. So He'll find quick. a way. So it's only three games. I think he's you got another 0 for 11 on here. Sano. All of the twins kind of didn't do it. But Sano's numbers yeah. on the year now, I think, are pretty. Miggy. And I think going into more John Boy stats, the the what are you giving me on an every day, he had a two-homer game. So I think if you take that out, Sano's been not doing anything. I mean, he's got five hits on the season. Two of them came in that game. 
their home runs. So he does have three homers on the year. So yeah, I mean he's have I mean he's batting 111, 149. So I mean he's better than that. He stays on slump watch. <laughs> Norm Schaefer announces he's a Braves fan. I knew that, Norm. So But he asked for the Padres earlier. Right. He says leave him on it. He stays. Tommy Pham stays. Uh Jim, the one guy that I want to put on here, and I think we need to bring things back into scope a little bit because he had an awful last start. It's Madison Bumgarner. Who the miles per hour have been down, although they I think they ticked up slightly last game from like eighty seven to eighty seven and a half. He got knocked around against the Padres. Two innings pitch, six earned run. He gave up four homers. Start before that, Houston, four point one, seven earned runs, two homers. Now, those left such a big taste in our mouth. He actually had two decent starts to begin the year, Jim. And I forgot about these. Five point two three earned runs. Not great, but it's kind of the John Boy compete. And then he had a 5.1 two earned runs against Texas. So, I mean, Madison Bumgar clearly is not the guy, the Madison Bumgarner of old. I mean, the fastball's topping out at 88. But last year, 34 starts, a 3.9 ERA. Like, for some reason, we want to mentally wash this guy. He's 30, is he 30 years old? He's 31. Birthday was August 1st. He's my age. Yeah, <laughs> washed, <laughs> been there. Uh, so, yes, he's currently leading the league in. Home runs allowed and earned runs and hits, not good. Also hit by pitches. He's got a couple bolds going. Uh, but you know what? I am putting him on slump watch. I believe in Mad Bum. If he could do it last year, he can do it this year. You know, that ballpark in Arizona might not be doing him any favors. Uh, but, yeah, come on, Mad Bum. I still believe, baby. As he, I'm interested. I haven't seen any like, post-game quotes or anything from him. They can kind of dodge him easier now with the Zoom things, but – yeah, two terrible starts, and I don't know what's going on. Two not great competes, and then two awful starts. Yeah, I mean nine three five ERA, not good. And you know the the chat was asking for Lorenzen on here. Yeah, from the Reds. I mean he has seven outings, and six of them he's allowed an earned run, and he's a reliever. I mean he's got five point one innings pitched on the season with ten earned runs, like. If this was a regular season, you need to send this dude to AAA to just, like, clear his mind and work on some stuff and just get the confidence back up. Like, he walked three guys and gave up a single to give up the lead this weekend. And, I mean, I don't blame him for throwing a temper tantrum and having a fit on the mound. I hate when people try to act like he's not allowed to do that. Yeah. He's allowed to do whatever he wants. I mean, that's as frustrating as it gets. He's a big league talent, and he's just awful right now. I would be doing very similar shit, screaming into my glove, cursing at myself. I curse at myself when I, like, open the wrong tab. Big so, times. Seen it. Yeah. So uh, I'm not trying to shame Lorenzen for getting frustrated. He should be. Yeah. Rather that than him just laughing and walking off. So yeah. whatever. But he's, I don't think it's slump watch. It's like you need, you need a vacation watch. Fix. Yeah. You need a fix. When they sent Chad Green down. Yeah. And it was like, you know Chad's coming back. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Who got mad? Who got mad? We got mad. We talked about it. Yeah. Loriano. Loriano. Astros hitting mad. coach. Dude, you like how like I pointed out in the breakdown that the hitting coach like steps up and pikes up his pants yeah. and like goes in that position? Because you you see it, but when you realize that he did that before Loriano even came at him, it's like, oh, he really, really invited this. And that's uh, that's the only thing that, again, maybe it's the blind optimist in me. Like, any player around the league 
any person, anyone around the league will say how unacceptable a coach doing that is. They're supposed to be the peacemakers. I mean, doing the international come here, let's fight sign, hiking up the pants, stepping up. Do you like, think that, that is do you think so the, not acceptable? Do you think the Astros coaches and Dusty Baker had got ejected already? And we saw Dusty Baker stick up for his guys with the Joe Kelly stuff and yell at Joe Kelly and, and get into the name calling and stuff. Do you think they they know these guys are going through hell, their players, so they're trying to be extra, like have their back and stuff, and it's just kind of a, a lose-lose all around? Do you, like, do you think there's any sense of like, you know, yeah, they're babying the players because – their life sucks right I now. I think part of taking this job for this year was like, hey, you're going to have to blindly defend these guys over something you probably don't even want to. Like overprotected. They're basically helicopter parents. And right then now. did you see, I mean, did you see the Reddit quote after the game? He's like, I, I hope this doesn't put a bigger target on our back. Like, we're already sick of having the big target on our back. And it's like, what? Well, they don't realize that. I know. I, I feel bad because I don't think they realize that. And I think Astros fans don't realize, like, you've lost the benefit of the doubt. Teams yeah. are allowed to be mad at you. Yeah. And then when you hit them, be it by accident because it's a rookie pitcher who doesn't have his stuff, or on purpose, but even if it's accidental, like, the fire's lit Yeah. already. And I think Astros fans are forgetting that. They're hoping that everyone just forgets and, like, gives us a fresh start. It's like, no, the, the entire league is granted one season minimum. Yeah. Where that fire starts the minute you come to their stadium, and any slight action, will the flames will grow. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it, we're not at slate zero, and that's what the Astros fans and I think the Astros want everyone to be at. like. Can we just forget it and put the past? No, everyone gets one season minimum to be fucking mad at you. And guys. that's the whole problem with them not actually getting punished. If they had a postseason banner, if they had something that affected these guys, then I think there would be less of a fire. I yeah. think I think that. You know, think about what happens yesterday. If Loriano goes to first and the Astros are are banned from the postseason this year, which imagine how many guys would have just opted out for them. <laughs> That'd have been pretty hilarious. Um, like, you know, that just probably ends up with Loriano saying, See you in October. Yeah. See you in October. But they didn't get a punishment. So now the players feel like they have to be part of it. Yeah. Um, so go check it out. Go check out John Boy. The breakdown. Breakdowns. You got an award. Award. <laughs> award. My award is the Coach O'Ryan Award. Coach O'Ryan. No, Coach O'Ryan. No, Coach O'Ryan. No Southern. Accent. Sorry. Canadian, if anything. Ryan. You can learn to play two-way hockey, offense and defense. That's Coach O'Ryan. That's Coach O'Ryan. He took over the Mighty Ducks when they went to prep school. Right. In Minnesota. And, you know, you got to play defense, too. Right. Two-way hockey. Oh, I play two-way hockey, Coach. You know who played two-way hockey? Who played two-way hockey? Verdugo. Yeah, yeah, You know yeah. what he did in a game? He popped two over the wall himself with the bat, and then he brought one in with his glove. Yeah. I mean, that's a... Uh, a pretty huge effect on the scoreboard right there. Yeah. That's a three-run swing. Were there people on base? Did he have, I'm guessing. Um, I don't think so. Were I they? think it was leading off the inning. But, like, were his home runs? Um, I'd have to get in there. Not Me too. Sure. I should have had this prepped. But 
Dude, Verdugo's having fun. I have some Red Sox buddies texting me like, I love him right now. Yeah. If he can have this much fun on a team that's knowingly tanking, yeah. imagine what he's going to do. Fun interview. Fun interview where he was like, I still love baseball. Oh, dude, I should bring up that interview. Did you did you hear the beginning of it? Probably not. Um, let me find it. It's, it'll be quick. But, like, they ask him, they keep asking him about, you know, being com- replacing Mookie Betts. Right. And he shoots oh, yeah, this yeah, reporter yeah. down so quick. You're replacing um, a guy, Mookie Betts, in right field. Why doesn't that seem to have affected you at all? Him shake his head. Because I'm not replacing him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, he played. Just, I'm not yeah. replacing him. Yeah. Yeah, we got traded for each other, but he's doing his thing. I'm doing my yeah. thing. Yeah. I'm Alex Verdugo. Yeah. Not Mookie Betts. Yeah, and he has he's got three homers on the season, obviously two in that one game. The numbers are coming up, 802 OPS. And, yeah, man, he was he was a really solid ball player for the Dodgers last year. I mean, a 23-year-old with a 294 batting average and 817 OPS, 12 home runs. Um, you know, they started platooning him early. The Red Sox fans obviously want to see him every day, and I think he's starting to earn that. And, yeah, the catch was really nice, and he celebrated it in, like, a fun baseball way, like clearly not showing up the other team, just stoked he caught it. Um, so, yeah, man, do uh, do some good things. <laughs> Don't compare yourself to Mookie Betts, and you should be all right. Start finding that monster a little more, kid. I think he put one over it, but you could slap a couple easy doubles off that. That'll bring that OPS up to 850 real quick and then 900. I I always find it funny as a kid, you think these players come and they know about the history of the team and they know, and like they, half these guys like don't even live in the city they play for. They just live in a hotel for three months over six month time and leave. And you know, you, you want players to be invested into the the team, but you just gotta, you grow up and you're like, Oh, like, you know, Verdugo, he doesn't need to know about Veritech, and he doesn't need to know about all the history. Like, and like, same with Yankees. Like, you want Yankees fans to know the history of Yankees, but, like, they don't. They don't care. Right, and it's kind of you draw a line because it does become a respect factor, and it's something, you know, we love interacting with the fans and the people that have stuck with us for so long. You know, you respect those people and you remember those people and it what's important to them, and that's why – when we we asked Jack Flaherty, I asked him, I was like, so what, you know, when you think about Bob Gibson, like, what do you actually know about him? Because St. Louis people love bringing it up because it's Bob Gibson. And he's like, I've seen the highlights. Yeah. Like, I know the people loved him, but, you know, I I don't know a ton about Bob Gibson, but you obviously show your respect and yeah, know yeah. that he was really good. You know, in Boston, it's kind of funny because, yeah, the example, Veritech, I think, he maybe knows because he's still involved. So with, I was just throwing out. A I was going generation. Bill Miller, like I was sure, yeah. just someone from like that. Boss fans would be like, "Wait, well, he doesn't know Billy Miller." I know, but and, you like why right. would they? I exactly. Because you're a kid, you don't realize that. It's like when exactly. you when you write for a TV show, if you come on in like the sixth season, right? They give you this binder. Yeah. Like here's the character right. arcs. Here's the here's the character. Manny Ortiz. Yeah. Pedro, it's like you know, sit him down and just Veritech. be like the very basic history. They ask about a knuckleball, Wakefield. Yeah, like, yeah, it's yeah. funny. But anyway, good interview by Verdugo. Good play. Two way yeah, yeah, yeah. two way hockey. He gets two-way the coach, hockey. coach O'Ryan award. Which my last name's O'Brien. Right. And Tricky. Coach O'Ryan kind of sucked. It's kind of like a huge bummer yeah. in D three. Sure. So I was always glad that they went O'Ryan Ryan, and not yeah. O'Brien. Because if his name was Coach O'Brien, you. it would have been like would have been much so different. So many two way jokes on the ice for you. Tough. I'm glad they went O'Ryan. Yeah. Which Good I don't job. even is that a name? I don't even know that name. That Orion, much. yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. Just 
Is that even a name? Is there what a an fam- O'Brien line? Is there a famous That's O'Brien? Such an O'Brien line. Is there who's a famous O'Brien? Mike O'Brien. Yeah, dude, it's not really a name. I just Googled it, and it's like there's not a lot of O'Ryans. Ryan. How'd you spell it? Like your name or like Ryan the name? Well, how's it spelled in the movie? I'd have to ask you that. Orion's belt. Good job in the chat. I don't know. I don't know how to spell it. Do you have any stars named after you? That's different. That's not a different Orion. I'm very interested in Give me your your award. I'm going to go do some Orion. My award... Uh, goes. I'm giving out the welcome mat award. Oh my god, it is spelled like the star O R I O N. So it's not even the same name then. Never mind. I'm giving out the welcome mat award. Uh, baseball is a tough sport, tough tough sport. And uh, you know, some guys come in hot, and that's how it goes. Other guys don't come in hot, and that's how it goes. I'm giving the welcome mat award to Joe Adele. Uh, mentioned it briefly about the four base error. Joe Adele had a Canseco. He's on the warning track, going back to catch a ball. Hits his glove. <laughs> hits hits the webbing in his glove. Pops out and goes over the wall. So instead of an out, he gives up a home run. That's a very bad feeling. That's a very bad feeling. Very bad feeling. Guy was a top five, top ten prospect in baseball. He's supposed to help out my Angels, and he's going to help out my Angels. You just got to do the Brett Favre thing there. He's 21 years old. Send a dick pic? No. You know, his first his first pass went for a touchdown. It was an interception, pick six. Right. And he went to the sideline. He's like, Coach, can you believe it? My first pass goes for a touchdown. touchdown. Yeah. And, like, it went for the other team. And Favre was like, I don't Oops. care. Touchdown. Yeah. That's what you got to do. Home run. So, yeah. So, I mean, obviously you wash that off, and everyone's going to end up laughing at it. But it's tough, especially when you're getting swept by Texas. But he's also he's 2 for 15 with the bat right now, 9 strikeouts and 15 at-bats. The big leagues are showing. Joe Adele, it will get better. You're a future big-time player in this game. Use use that. Use the four-base homer as a laugh and to say, well, <laughs> it, it won't get any worse than that. So let's turn it on, start playing well. All of my angels, start playing better, help Mike Trout, and Joe Adele will very soon. Yeah. I mean, it's also tough because he doesn't have, like, you know, he's not coming from, like, a month of triple right. or spring training or anything. It's, it's a brutal ass. 21 years old, man. So um, uh, it gets better, Joe Adele. A little stat, stat boy update. Orion is not a common name in the slightest, so I need you guys to take back your poo-pooing. I'm talking about thought. the belt. I'm talking about in the galaxy. That's famous. I searched for anyone with the last name Orion, like famous Orions, and literally no one comes up. Orion. So good. they just made up a name in Mighty Ducks 3, which is good because they Worked didn't want to insult anyone. Yeah. yeah. They want to insult win, win. So. Um, Well, okay. So I've got one last caveat before we do elevator talk. Um, I want you to spin the wheel, and the odds are low on this, but there's one other thing that I think just deserves a mention. But if it's the elevator team, I can just do it then. That's low odds. I mean, go. such low odds. The elevator team today is the New York Mets. Okay, it wasn't them. Um, hey, the Orioles, I almost gave them a strength up the middle award. Jose Iglesias is hitting the cover off the ball. Hanser Alberto, both of their catchers, Severino and Chancisco, have, I think, one dot OPSs. <laughs> so, you just want to do the Orioles? No, I just want to get that out there. Orioles deserve some love, uh, and it was up the middle, so good for them. The Mets, Jim, your Mets. They just won a series, so that's very yeah. exciting for them. If you're getting into an elevator... With a Mets fan, you can say, hey, we want to – who cares if it's the Marlins? Marlins are kind of good right now anyway. 
Mets have won three games out of their last four. So that's good. Oh. Five of their last seven. So you can spin it into, you know, winning ways, winning ways. Yeah. Now there's a four-game set against the Nationals coming up. They'll probably run into some good pitching there. But the Nationals are off to a slow start. So I think we kind of covered at the top of the show. The bullpen finally has been doing good stuff. Uh, Diaz isn't getting saves right now. I think Lugo got the save. But Batanzas had a good outing. Uh, Jason Shreve. Mm. Has thrown some scoreless. I mean, I love you, Chasen Shreve, but Mets fans, that's not going to hold up. Ten strikeouts in six point one innings for Chasen. Good shit. He's I mean, twirling he's twirling it, funky, baby. Funky lefty, but yeah, that's I my guy. I don't expect that. Yeah, we'll up. see. Uh, Michael Waka was a story. He's on the IL now. His stuff was looking good. The results weren't there. Porcello made us look bad. He had a really nice start. Yeah, they're starting off with the Nats, Mats and Corbin, so the lefty matchup. And then Porcello is listed with no starter for the Nats. And then Sanchez is listed with no starter for the Mets. So uh, the bullpens are probably going to be tested in this series, and the Mets have been doing well. So let's see that. That's a, that's going to be a fun little four-gamer. Both these teams kind of need to start getting more Ws. Do we have an update on Stroman? Because that would be good talk. Stro show. Um, I don't know. I'm not familiar. Oh, I think uh, – Giselman, am I saying that right? He came back, so that's another arm for them in the bullpen. He's pretty good. Um, hey, they're winning Degrom starts, which is nice for him, and that's good. They gotta, they gotta. I think win they've those. won three out of the four Degrom starts. What's going on with the hitters? Cano on the aisle. He was doing okay. JD Davis, man. They all hit bombs in this last series against the against uh, the Marlins. JD Davis. He uh, he's a guy that's got some pretty good numbers. He was looking for a position. And if you hit, they'll find a spot for you, so good for him. And Conforto, man, Conforto's had a pretty solid career. (laughs) Is Alonzo coming around now, or is it just still scattered homers? Like, has he put – is this – did this weekend, did he put, like, a stretch together? Let me check this out. I think it's still a little scattered. Uh, I had four games in a row with the hit. Four games in a row with the hit, with a double and a home run. I mean, that's the best stretch he's had because, really, he had one game with four hits, and that was – Carrying him through the entire season, he does have two homer. Yeah, he's he you you still. No, it's going to be big. In, for he's him. inching out of it. If this was talking Yanks, I'd give him the stepping stone award, right. but it's a slight step. So, know what he needs to do, Jim? He's hitting one ninety seven right now. Once that batting average starts with a two, that's when it kicks in. Okay, that's like when that. you're back. All right, you know. Mm-hmm. So look look out for that. Yeah, man, are we rooting for the Mets? Always. Okay. Done. Well, who else are you going to root for? I mean, I want the Mets to make the playoffs. Like the Nats. Like Soto and them. Um, All four of those teams How in about the this? East, I don't care. I think this is my sweeper sweep series. Either Nats get hot or Mets get hot. I don't want to keep my eyes on both of you. Okay. Then I would rather the Mets sweep. Go Mets, baby. Because if the Mets, if the Nats. We're Mets fans anyways. If the Nats sweep, then they're both still in play. Right. If the Mets sweep, Nats are deep down there. Mm. Sweep or sweep. What happens? Why? What, what's the result? I don't want to say something wrong again. Like, well, no. I, just, I mean, if the Mets get swept in a four-gamer, they're 7-13. and 13. So I think if either one of these teams were to get four games swept, they're hurting pretty but good. But in that division, wouldn't they still be in there? I mean, Nats would go to eight and seven. I mean, everyone's still yeah, alive. Phillies only have four. But give me a sweep and sweep. The Nats would only go to eight and seven, and they'd be seven and whatever. They'd it'd be close. If the if the Mets sweep, 
and the Nats are at four and eleven. Right. That's doomsday for Nats. Just don't split it. That's boring. Don't split it. Either three out of three out of four is okay too. One of you teams get us excited for Friday's talking baseball. I am rooting for the Braves to win the division. Okay. I don't care who wins. I want the Mets in the wild card game. Marlins. I want to see DeGrom in a wild card game. Okay. Three game series. What? I want them in the wild card game. There's no wild card game anymore. Three game. New no. playoff format. Yeah, there is. Seven and eight play a wild card game. They play one at one plays eight. I thought there was still a wild card game. No, I thought that everything's a three game set. Mm. Well, then I don't care about anything then. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. I thought seven and eight. I thought it was one versus six, two versus five. I think it's everybody three plays versus everybody. Four. Mm. All right. Cool. Well, I don't know. Then nothing matters at all. Then just let's go to the playoffs. This is stupid. Okay. All right. That's the show. Goodbye. Thanks for tuning in. Five for five this week, everybody. Mm-hmm.